Welcome back to another episode of Black Ass Podcast, the podcast so black. If it was a church song, it'd say, I feel like, <laughs> feel like going home. Take your time. <laughs> That's the fire heartbeats, y'all. Shout out to Robert Townsend. This episode, I am talking the big business of football, Chicago riots, and who dried up our wops. All that and more on this episode of Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, 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 don't. Hey, Cheryl. All right, I see you, girlfriend. Bono, Hey, man, get your ass out the street. Who goddamn kids is these? Hey, in a house. And we about to get it. What? Ah, what up, ah, ah, ah. Yo, I don't know why I just don't write lyrics. I mean, mostly because I can't rap, but that's not stopping none of these other rap dudes. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to get on that. Big shout out to everybody that came to the Black Ass Pre-Show. You know, that happens every Tuesday, 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. Sharing some pictures and conversating you know talking about these waps out here waps i'm on the fence i don't know if it's waps or waps something about waps just make it sound more wet (laughs) i might be wrong i might be completely wrong but you know whatever you want to call it um and just sharing information i also debuted the new black ass podcast merch i'm going to be dropping that link very very soon uh, so I will be expecting everyone to have black ass podcast, uh, <laughs> shoes and socks, rings and watch. Hey, <laughs> in a Mitsubishi girl, baby, when they say, okay, <clears throat> sorry. Um, but of course, make sure you are following the podcast, black ass podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, subscribe, subscribe, wherever you hear podcasts black ass podcast more than likely is there and if it's not there let me know so i can get it there (laughs) the goal is to have this shit everywhere um couple of quick amendments from last week uh had a little technical issue with the intro i didn't realize until after it was posted but the intro music kind of went over my favorite part of the black ass intro that I have who goddamn kids is these but the music kind of came in too early but that is literally like my favorite part because I see it as like some old grandfather who's sitting around the house got all the family around and you know older men they don't be into the they don't be with the shits they be somewhere in their own little corner drinking a beer trying to watch the game or some shit on one of those TVs that still got the big back on them even though technology has completely moved forward he still got the TV with the big ass back on it And it's just kids running around, running around and on his nerves. And finally he yell out, who got them kids these? But it's all his grandkids. <laughs> and the second amendment was uh, because I introduced a story. I said I was going to do a story, but I actually completely forgot to go into it. And it was about the Orlando Magic Ford, uh, Jonathan Isaac, who didn't want to take a knee during the national anthem and ended up tearing his ACL. 
So, uh, you know, it was like the ancestor said, we'll take care of that need for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to make light of that. I have torn my ACL before and it is not a joke. It is not a game. It is extremely painful. And for the season to have just started, I'm sure that is so frustrating to know that you're going to, he's going to spend the rest of the time on the bike and stretching and really just having to get started. It's not a game. It's very unfortunate, but I think that with this extra time off, he can really do some soul searching about why he probably should think about wanting to kneel next time. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) but good luck to that brother. And, uh, you know, hope, hopefully he has a fast recovery. Now it's time for it's a word. This week's word comes to us from the newly announced vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris. That's right. Whoop whoop. We in here. Shout out to all the HU grads. Shout out to the AKAs. Y'all got one of y'all family about to make history as the first black woman vice president. All right, the word is, if you are fortunate to have opportunity, it is your duty to make sure other people have those opportunities as well. Let the church say, amen. Uh, I feel like a lot of times people reach spaces and places in their life. I'm not going to say a lot of times. That was that was a bit much. But sometimes people reach places and spaces in their life and try to pretend like it was all them alone and nobody helped right? All me. Remember that Drake song? But no, that's not how it works. If you look back on your journey, right? No matter where you are in your life right now, if you look back over your journey, you'll see where somebody gave you advice, pointed you in the right direction, um, wrote a referral letter, made an introduction, sent, just gave you the, straight up gave you the answers, right? And that is how you reached wherever you are, whatever that goal is. Okay. And now it is your responsibility and duty to do that for somebody else. That's how the world works. That's how blessing work. Blessings. I'm sorry, work. The blessing isn't just in you getting there. The blessing is you helping somebody else get to a level that they need to reach. And why would you not want to help? I don't understand people who do that they get into a position and then they like well let me lock this door and shut these windows make sure (laughs) set some booby traps on won't nobody getting up here where I am that's whack you know especially being a person of color specifically being a person of color you absolutely have a responsibility because you have to think about all the people who sacrifice their lives their livelihood So you can be wherever you are in this moment while you're listening to this podcast. So know that you now have, you are taking a duty upon yourself to make sure that you are continuing to help move us along as the 13% of this country that we are. All right. And now it's time for you a lie, a whole lie. You be lying. So it has been a long-standing debate on whether or not college athletes should be paid for playing. And uh, I don't know if you know this, I might have mentioned it one or 17 times, um, that I received a basketball scholarship 
And it was in my freshman year, maybe that, um, maybe my sophomore year that athletes were even able to work for the first time. Like I had an actual job on during one of the summers and I was so excited because outside of that, the only money I could receive was scholarship money and that's it. And you know, it's been think piece after think piece after argument of going back and forth for years about why or why not college athletes should be paid. I'm not going to read them all, but one of them that stuck out the most to me was it said college athletes are not professionals and there should therefore should not be paid. All right. So here's why that's a damn lie. These athletes are going to school. They are managing whatever issues they had during, um, before they got to school, some of them are managing their own households. And then you have to, in order to play, you have to represent this school. You have to make sure your grades are at a certain level, unless of course the school is gerrymandering you because you are that athlete or whatever that is. But that sounds professional to me. You have two a days. You have to make sure that you are in your class on time. You have to get to practice. You have to make sure that's professional as hell. That's more professional than a lot of people in their first job when they graduate college. So that's not an argument to be made. Secondly, now that coronavirus is threatening to cancel the upcoming sports season, all these schools are crying about how much money they're going to lose. This is how much money is being generated, y'all. It is estimated that $4 billion, with a B, in football revenue will be lost with at least 1.2 billion with a B of that due to lost ticket revenue, right? Uh, that's real money. That's not some play, play money, lemonade stand money. We're talking, did you hear them numbers? That's Facebook and, uh, Amazon money. These kids are generating. So tell me again how they aren't professional. Some of these schools make so much money. Texas A&M, Ohio State, they make so much money that they don't even need money. They are they operate autonomously, completely separate. I'm sorry, completely separate from school revenue. They just they operate specifically from the money that is generated from ticket sales, uh, merchandising. How is it that these students can't get a piece of that money? We're talking about students who. If they suffer an injury before they get drafted, if anything happens to them before they get drafted, their career is a wrap. Meanwhile, the school is still spending money that they created and generated while they were there playing. And people want to argue about, oh, well, if school starts playing, paying the students and paying the athletes, then it ends recruiting. But guess what? End recruiting. Step your school program up. Put the money up. You got to pay to play. These kids are out here risking their life. And especially when you think about football, when you think about CTE, none of these schools are helping these boys if they get CTE. None of them are creating some kind of program that will cover them for the rest of their life. Your ass play in college and you catch some CTE shit. I said it like it's AIDS. You catch CTE. <laughs> that's your ass Mr. Postman shit is over ain't nobody coming to take care of you ain't nobody trying to support you afterwards make sure your kids is cool your, your brain scrambled up in your goddamn head ain't nobody trying to give you a job on the campus they like get your dumb ass out of here thank you so much clean out your locker so I say to the college athletes um, for this upcoming season stand your ground I mean college at this point is just 
it's almost like the matrix. Like, did we even need it? It's college. Like the girl in the red dress that was walking by. And when Neo turned around, it was the agent with the gun in his face. That's Sally Mae. Like, what is it anymore? Nothing makes sense anymore. So ain't no use in you risking your life in this situation. If you, if you cannot come out of this with some hard ass money, this is the time. This is the opportunity. This is the chance go to the table and negotiate some real shit. I want a percentage of this program. If I get this many touchdowns, if I end up getting a Heisman award, if we go and get the, if we go to the Rose bowl or whatever bowl is in your conference, then I get this amount of money. I want this, um, this kickback for every game. I want this percentage of every Jersey that's sold. I want this percentage of what, like literally Come to the table and ask for everything you want. Get your money. And then, you know, you can kick me back a little something. Just a little for the support, for the guidance, for the suggestion, you know. Just a little something. <laughs> All right, now it's time for, wait, man, hold up. What happened? <laughs> All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did y'all see conservative political commentator Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics to the new Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion song, uh, Wet Ass Pussy or WAP? WAP? WAP. I don't know the proper way to say it. I need somebody to go ask a niece or nephew what's the proper terminology. And if that niece or nephew is under the age of 14 and they know all the lyrics, uh, somebody need to get fucked up. <laughs> So, um, it was so many, it's so many layers to it for me. Okay. So Ben Shapiro, number one, has this nasally voice. This is the kind of voice that will dry up any wet surface, any wet substance. Okay. It's like if you turn on an, an industrial fan over a spill of water, like if you were to use a Clorox wipe, if you can find them on any surface and then turn on a big ass industrial fan as fast as that get dry that's how that's what his nasally ass voice would do okay his voice is like if you took a chicken leg already cooked put it in the oven on high with no covering on it and just left it in and then went to the store in another state that kind of dry that's what his voice would do you know what I mean there's no moisture happening with this man's voice so for his little show, and I won't mention the name because he's whack and I have no interest, right? He's reading the lyrics, okay? Now, this grown-ass man is reading the lyrics and saying P-word, P-word, okay? Now, remember last week when I was saying that I might be approved? After watching this interview, and I'm sorry, after watching this man read the lyrics to this song, I, in fact, am not approved, okay? <laughs> At all. Like, he... This man is absolutely approved, but he has the face of a serial killer and not just like a serial killer that is just going to kill people and go about his business. No, he's sitting there. He's going to dress the body. He's going to wipe it down with, with peroxide and he's going to do he's going to dress it all the shit you see on an episode of Hannibal that's what he's going to do to the body. That's the kind of serial killer look he gives off, right? 
not only did he come across as a man who has no idea what a vagina looks like, he goes even further and then says that he spoke to his wife and his wife said, if a vagina is that wet, then it's probably a problem with it. And she probably has BV or she has some kind of infection. And it's like... (laughs) See, this one, men, fellas, and I'm talking about Ben Shapiro, but trust and believe a lot of y'all have been complaining and commenting about this song. And y'all also sound like Ben Shapiro. Men, when y'all get so wound up and uptight, when women are freely and, and, and have enjoyment and speak and speak highly and confidently of their body and their pussy and their and sex and all that other shit. Y'all really be exposing yourself. Y'all be trying to call women hoes, but y'all just be proving that y'all not getting no pussy. And or when you get some pussy, you are terrible in it. Like absolutely terrible in it. The fact that this man's wife said that a vagina doesn't get wet. I mean, basically he was saying that the vagina doesn't get wet. And the wife is like, if it gets that wet, it's probably a disease. That's like her confirming that he has never got her shit wet and now she has this song is probably the best thing that ever happened to her to their marriage because now she don't have to keep complaining why it it feel like he putting his dick down a tight rabbit hole (laughs) i'm being nice it's not a rabbit hole okay think about an inchworm think about like an inchworm in the desert okay think about um think about like putting a a pencil in the wrong hole of a pencil sharpener both sides are still small but one of them definitely it ain't gonna fit and it's just gonna you just forcing it (laughs) think about jacking off with sand When he said that, I just imagined in my head all the conversations that they had as a couple, him sitting on the side of the bed with his little, <laughs> his little baby boner. And his wife is like, honey, it's not supposed to. <laughs> just imagine the amount of KY they got to use. And I'm sure he's like, do you like that? Do you like when I enter you vaginally? <laughs> Ben Shapiro is definitely an incel ass dude. The only thing that's saving him is he found somebody that will actually marry him, but he is 100% an incel. And the moment he get a divorce, y'all, that is the end of him getting pussy, period. Wet or dry. (laughs) He definitely gonna have to pay for the wet. It's not gonna be free. (laughs) Imagine his face when he actually gets some wet vagina. (laughs) What? I'm drowning. <laughs> My dick needs a life jacket. <laughs> but it's not just Ben Shapiro. It's so funny how many dudes have a problem with these lyrics. It's unbelievable how much pushback and how much complaint has come from men talking about how this song is an art and how the lyrics are subpar and it's what. Y'all act like getting some head was the deepest lyrics you ever heard. You act like put it in your mouth, went to the bottom of the ocean or some shit. Y'all acting like anything Uncle Luke put on was groundbreaking music. Didn't nobody give him a Pulitzer for fucking um, (laughs) 
pop that pussy what the fuck are y'all talking about it's so funny that so many of y'all dudes are so fucking stressed when women are talking about their own anatomy and taking ownership of it and celebrating and all that shit but a man could talk about it all day tip drill y'all motherfuckers couldn't get enough of tip drill that shit was on bt after dark every fucking night okay y'all didn't have no fucking problem with it all of a sudden now when it's a woman talking about her own shit getting her money now y'all all all pressed and now y'all want to think about the kids man it was fuck them kids two weeks ago (laughs) but now all of a sudden it's like (gasps) what about the children you know what it is and it's so very clear to me dudes like Ben Shapiro and dudes that have a problem with women who talk openly openly about sex are all just threatened ass dudes those are the dudes with weak ass dick game who not putting it down and they are afraid that now they will be exposed for being subpar in the bedroom now they need women to feel like emotions has to be attached attached to sex because how else is a bitch gonna come back because the dick is whack Bottom line is a lot of y'all dudes need to step your game up, you know, get your vitamins up, get more iron, start doing dick ups. You know, it's like a push up, but it's for your dick. (laughs) Work on your self-esteem. A lot of y'all are small and you don't even believe in your dick. You you just sitting there. You don't want to pull it out. You got your back turned, like all the lights off, right? Your dick just laying there all sad, like, mm. or your stroke all weird. You ain't, you don't even know how to really stroke and whine with it, right? Or you get in there, <laughs> and then you sit up there. Did you like that, right? And the girl that like you gonna say what? Yeah, it was not okay. <laughs> and if she don't like you. You getting put the fuck out and you not getting the call back. So all y'all that's been out here writing thing pieces, trust and believe we all taking note like, mm, okay. <laughs> Soon as you slide in the DMs. No, thank you. <laughs> all right, but I ain't going to talk about sex the whole time. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Want to send a big congratulations to Corey Bush who ousted 20-year representative Lacey Clay in the Missouri primary, okay? Uh, She won against him 49 to 46. This was a very, very tight race. Um, And, you know, I've said this before. Everybody says it is what it is. Um, Voting isn't just about voting in the presidency, how important it is to vote people on your local level. These are people that are going to handle your day to day, the stuff that that you deal with within your city. And the thing about her is, y'all, she was homeless with two babies and working a minimum wage job. All right. And that's the kind of person I want to be handling issues in my state okay because this person understands what it means to be underwater this person understands what it means to struggle and to figure it out with little to nothing and I'm not saying rich people don't have that I'm not I'm just well they don't I mean I'm not saying they never had it okay because some rich people have definitely come 
from nothing and then created something. But when you have someone in your city that has experienced what a lot of people are experiencing and they can then create laws and make judgment calls that appeal come from that place if you've never been homeless then you don't know what it means to be in a city that doesn't provide health care that to be somewhere in a city that doesn't make sure that police are patrolling certain areas so that homeless people are safe you know what I mean like just little stuff like that that you just don't think about because you've never had to experience it so this woman was pregnant I mean was homeless with two babies she had a newborn and a 14 month old and she and her husband lived in a Ford Explorer for several months. Then after her and her husband got divorced, she earned a nursing degree and became a pastor. Sis, what? Y'all, let me just take a step real quick because I just need to ask this question. I don't know if we've asked it before or if it's been posed, but black women, how? How are y'all able to do all of this? And I'm saying y'all because like I ain't really did shit. You know, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff, but with just me, right? I'm carrying me. I'm talking about black women who have kids, who put themselves through school, who put their kids through school, who then go on to get a master's degree and a doctorate degree. How? Where are y'all finding the time? Like what is happening? Is this the ancestors activating y'all in a certain way? Is this what happens when you activate your uterus? Is this what happened after you push a baby out? All of a sudden you just kind of like reach a certain level, a different level of Mario Brothers. Is that it? Did you get a star or something when you had the baby and now you just dun 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 because <laughs> I'm confused. Like what I mean, it's one thing to do all of this. It's a whole other thing to do it as a black woman, right? It is. And I'm going to tell you why. Because black women are facing racism. They're facing like being labeled angry and so aggressive and so abrasive. And oh, she has an attitude problem. And, and you know, how you wear your hair is just so unprofessional. But meanwhile, Kylie Jenner or goddamn Kim, Kar- Kim Kardashian do it. And it's so edgy. It's just so great, right? Or she's so ghetto. All this shit that we got to deal with, right? Y'all don't even be understanding what it takes to be a successful black woman. That shit ain't fucking easy. Trust and believe black women are going through shit. Okay. On the daily basis all day long. And if you think I'm lying, play this part to a black woman and watch her listen to what I'm saying and watch her whole face screw up like bitch say it. So shout out to Corey Bush. Missouri, make sure y'all show up and cast y'all vote for this woman. Because let me tell you something. If she can do all of this for herself, trust and believe she going to have y'all thriving. Okay. And hopefully she can get her a little 20 year, 36 year run out there and get some shit done for y'all. And finally, what happened? That was literally my question as I was kind of trying to get the details for the story behind why there was rioting in Chicago. So it was reported that a 15 year old boy was shot by police and that's what kicked off the riots. But what actually happened and what later came out was that police shot a 20 year old named Latrell Allen. 
still problematic because they're saying he had a gun, but then it's also said that he does, he didn't have a gun. There was no video released. So nobody can confirm what actually happened. Okay. And without that video rumors kind of went around like one of those bad rumors in high school or elementary school where it started with like, Oh, he said you beautiful. But then when it come back around, it's like, Oh, he said your breath stank. <laughs> right. And so Chicagoans heard the news, turned up and started rioting. And I I would just say across the board, right? Chicago is just one instance, but black people are tired. Not even just tired. I think that's being too um too passive. Black people are tired, okay? That's like a T I Y U R D, okay? T Y uh Y-E-R-D, okay? T-I-E-R-E-E-D, okay? Tired, okay? Because it's ha- it keeps happening. And the fact that p- there's no video in 2020, that means that there's something going on. There's something wrong. And Chicago has a track record. At this point, police have a track record, okay? It's not like we haven't been dealing with police brutality specifically in the last four months. It's not like people haven't been rioting and speaking out and yelling about police over-policing and police um, brutality and police beatings and police shootings and police murders for the like all of 2020, okay? And let's not act like Chicago police are innocent. Let's not act like they aren't corrupt as hell. Let's not act like they ain't been out here on some bullshit for years. Corrupt, okay, for years, decades. Let's not act like Laquan McDonald case didn't just happen in 2014. Where a 15-year-old boy was shot by police. They wouldn't release any video. They didn't have no dash cam video, none of that shit. They just said he had a knife. 13 months later, they finally released the dash cam video and it showed that Laquan was walking away and he was shot in the back. Okay. So once people hear somebody got shot and there's no video, oh, it's time to turn up because it sounds like this some old cover up bullshit again. At this point, no police officer, there should be no police shootings that does not have at least a dash cam video, a body cam video, or some video from a neighboring something. Okay period. And if a police officer shot, shot somebody come back to the precinct and he don't got no goddamn camera, you going to jail, sir. And that's period point blank. You about to get booked. Your ass is a suspect. Your ass is about to get indicted. And then we're going to go through the process, but you ain't about to tell me, Oh, didn't know all these police on the scene and don't nobody fucking camera work. Everybody on the scene is going to jail. I bet you some camera come up then. I bet you some motherfucking video materialized then. Somebody getting an email, right? So, yes, they tore the city up. It is what it is, okay? Y'all, at the end of the day, release the video. Arrest the officers. Do the bare fucking minimum. And you won't have these problems. But just to be like, yup, and it is what it is. He dead. So what? Go about your life. Oh, you think we ain't fit to tear up this whole motherfucking miracle mile, bitch? You think we ain't about to run up in every motherfucking store out here? You think we ain't fit to crash some fucking windows and cause some damage? Hell yeah, because guess what, bitch? We tired. 
So if we're going to be unhappy, this whole motherfucking city going to be on, be unhappy. And that's just, I guess that's just going to be the cycle of existence in this country. But the idea that black people is just supposed to sit back and keep taking it in the face is some bullshit. So shout out to everybody that tore up motherfucking Miracle Mile. Shout out to y'all. Hope you enjoy some them furs and motherfucking coats and whatever else you pulled out them goddamn stores. Kudos to you. All right, so I'm going to leave it right there. Thank you guys so much for hanging out for another episode of Black Ass Podcast. Make sure you are following the podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, you can find me, hrcomedy.com. And uh, merch is coming, guys. So be on the lookout for those links. Got some t-shirts, got some bags. Uh, where the big it? <laughs> And of course, every purchase goes to help the podcast. Now, if you want to do something a little more consistent, you got a little something you want to throw at a bitch, um, patreon.com slash blackasspodcast, where you can sign up to donate monthly at different tiers. Um, And if you just got a little something extra, you would just like, hey, girl, go get you a little Subway sandwich. I ain't mad at that. You can hit me, HR Comedy, on Venmo and Cash App. All right, that does it. I'm out. Wash your hands, wash your ass. Don't forget to vote. I'm out. Peace.